0: Welcome to the Nerd Party.
1: Welcome to Great Shot Kid, your nerd party podcast that looks at the works of Star Wars creators, past, present, and future. I'm one of your hosts, John. And I'm Mike. And this week, we are going to be looking at the directorial and also written by... Uh, Work uh, That was really poorly phrased, but you know what I'm saying. Written and directed by John Kasdan, who's one of the co-writers of the the upcoming Han Solo movie, In the Land of Women, which is a 2007 gem uh, that was released in uh, stars Adam Brody, Kristen Stewart, and Meg Ryan. So a fair amount of star power with this piece. It debuted in April of 2007. 10 million dollar budget and uh did oh well it made its money back i guess after yeah. marketing budget maybe it lost still i don't know
0: well you know uh, then on the secondary market that, that netflix uh yeah. dollar you know that,
1: that that hot amazon money that's coming mm-hmm. to it for the 99 cent rental mm-hmm. uh
0: why don't you uh
1: let the audience know what in the land of women is all about mike
0: Well, Adam Brody is a struggling screenwriter who makes ends meet by writing softcore porn. And he is, uh, well, I guess you could say at the start of the movie, at the very start of the movie, he's dating um, a big time movie star. Yes. Who is
1: not in softcore pornography.
0: No, no. She's, you know, she's big time, big time. She makes real movies. She makes real movies. And in the very first scene of the movie, she dumps him. And she clearly has absolutely no interest in him uh, romantically anymore. And yet he is absolutely heartbroken. So in an attempt to kind of uh, find himself, I guess, he decides to uh, leave town and go back to his hometown where his, his aging grandmother lives and he's going to go help her out and discover himself. And he meets uh, the woman across the street and her teenage daughter and, uh, and Sue. Do they ever Mike? And you know what? I, I am, uh, I am
1: remiss because, uh, the, uh, the grandmother is played by, uh, Olympia Dukakis Mm -hmm. so there you go she she is also a fair amount of star power to bring to this little gem now you tweeted out um, (laughs) that you saw my reaction on letterboxd so spoilers people if you follow Mike on Twitter you know you have a good inkling of uh, what I thought of this I do not know what you thought of this what 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 are your impressions of the of the movie
0: I like this movie quite a bit. Really? Uh you know when when it came out in in 2007 it was one of those things where I saw the trailer and I was like I don't really know about this but you know John Casden even though I had never seen anything that John Casden had done I'm like well, he's the son of Larry Kasdan, and uh, he makes good movies, so maybe he rose, he raised his kid right. He, he did that with <laughs> the other kid, uh, Jake Kasdan. You know, he makes good movies, so who's to mm-hmm. say that this mm-hmm. one won't too? And then there was the Adam Brody factor, which is always, you know, pretty high in terms of uh, me going to see or not going to see a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a really big fan of Adam Brody, and my my now wife at the time girlfriend was also a really big fan of Adam Brody and uh you know it was one of those things where i had to watch it for work and i was like okay you know this this shouldn't be too bad i can i can bring my my girlfriend to see it and and maybe maybe we'll have some fun and this is one of those movies i think where the trailer and the poster and and all the marketing mm-hmm. do not really convey what the movie actually is
1: especially that poster <laughs> that poster is all sorts of did they watch the movie
0: yeah and maybe they did and we're like oh boy you know we need we, we gotta we gotta do something here but it's 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 a much different movie from from that and yes. uh i i liked the movie a lot i think i was very pleasantly surprised by it you know brody is always super charming and uh really funny and i think the dialogue and everything is really funny but i also think that it it did a a good job with you know the the material and you know it's such a cliche thing for Mm -hmm. you know movies to to pull out the the cancer story you know yep like oh this person's dying of cancer like i mean you say that in a movie description, I'm like, well, I'm not going to see that movie. You right. know, you're just grafting
1: something on to try to make exactly. us uh,
0: feel yeah. for the character. Yeah. Exactly right. I and I have absolutely no interest in that at all. It sounds like the most boring thing ever. And here, I think they deal with that very, very well. You know, I mean, yeah. I think it, it's not. It doesn't take itself. I know this is gonna sound weird and kind of bad, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like it has a good sense of humor, and yet it it, it still I think has a a very sort of like realistic portrayal of um, you know, mm. a family dealing with 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 someone with cancer. You you know what I mean? I I, I hear
1: I, what you're saying, <laughs> but my response would be this that this played to me very much. Like, and the thing is, you know, we, we, we adopt the, 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 the sense of looking for the positive in things. Okay. So, I mean, um, we can adopt that. I don't think I'm going to give it sort of a compliment sandwich here, <laughs> okay. where, um, in terms of the look of the movie,
0: it, it looked good mm-hmm. and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it, shot by, by Paul Cameron, by the way, who has worked on the, the movie that he shot right before this was Man on Fire for Ridley Scott. Yeah, which I kind of love.
1: Yeah, I and and I saw that and I was like, "Oh, now now I really I mean, the thing is I want to go see Man on Fire because I haven't and I've always been meaning to, and then I see that in his filmography and I'm like, "Oh, well maybe this is this will spur me on to go see it."
0: Man on so. Fire is one of those movies where everyone is like, "Oh my god, Man on Fire." And like before the movie came out, I was like, "Oh my god, Man on Fire." And then I saw it and I was like, "Ah, oh, Man on Fire. Okay. But, you know, he also shot Collateral and stuff like that.
1: And yes, and Collateral is, an am- I, I thought, an amazing film. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Just absolutely wonderful, even though uh, even though Tom Cruise, Michael Mann, was obviously trying to, uh, you know, like outfit him to, uh, to make him look like he belonged in Manhunter back in the
0: 80s. You know,
1: he was yeah, doing well, everything he could to, uh, to, to make it happen that way.
0: Apparently the the suit that he wears in that is the same suit that Cary Grant wears in North by Northwest. No way! I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know it's that. like the the movie. Like it's, I guess it's it's been used in a number of movies. It's sort of known for being like the movie suit, you know? No, no kidding. Well,
1: yeah. anyway, so the movie looks good, but it is, to me this this movie takes the longest possible road to get to any of its points (laughs) and it very much was a big jumble of oh i remember seeing that in an 80s movie and i remember seeing that in an 80s movie and i remember seeing that in a 90s movie and let's just put them all together and mix it up and you know maybe that'll work for example the, you know, they're going through everything, and the mom and the daughter aren't getting along. And so you cue up the music, and the daughter is a really excellent painter, and she's doing this awesome portrait of her mother in blue. <laughs> okay. uh, and, I re- and seriously, my reaction was we're going to do this. We're going to do this right now. Really? I haven't seen enough of this already. And you have the fight at the party where the friend jumps in. No, it's your fault. I have never seen a fight at a party go down like that. I've seen it happen in movies, but I've seen fights at parties. Nobody jumps in and has like this conversation that makes the bully suddenly come to grips with the fact that he's the one that lost the relationship. Every sort of cliche that could. And I kept trying to say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to give it a go. Now we come back to the compliment part. The dialogue was good mm-hmm. in in the moments when it worked and you know like it was it was like the this movie was a series of vignettes some of which I really didn't like but the vignettes that I I was able to enjoy it was because I found the dialogue to be uh well constructed and uh, and I think that this this is also a good thing to know is that Lawrence Kasdan and John Kasdan write the Han Solo movie, and I'm confident after seeing In the Land of Women because of the the vignette parts that work that they're going to write the female characters well.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: there, there there's my compliment sandwich.
0: No, yeah, I mean, you're right about the dialogue and everything. I can definitely see, you know, that humor, which you you can find in like episode five and six, you know, and and that, that you find in a lot of Lawrence Kasdan movies. And we should note, since it is a Star Wars podcast, that Lawrence Kasdan was an executive producer on this, which, you know, I mean, who knows exactly what that means, but you know, you do see like a lot of his uh, his crew and and everything you know working on this thing. I, the movie was edited by Carol Littleton, who has worked with Casden I think since the beginning. But another thing which which may be more familiar to people listening to this that she edited was uh, a little movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It's it's like a kids' movie. It's called uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. E.T. E.T. Extra- it's you know was that like an 80s thing? Yeah, it came oh, out yeah, in the yeah, 80s. Oh yeah yeah yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Little It was but, it was like yeah. the movie that like uh Spielberg did right before The Twilight Zone.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. aliens, Small Town Halloween. Yeah, I mean yeah. I
0: I, w- I would recommend it, I guess, like if you're, you know, I mean, it would be a good movie for you to watch with the kids. Let's put it that way. Yeah,
1: it, it would. I, um, and actually, I think right here on the network uh, on an episode of Missing Frames, um, they they covered it with some oh. adults that had not seen the movie
0: before. Cool. So, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, check that out for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like the people working on this are definitely, you know, solid all the way around. You know, the, the actors and everything are really good. Clark Gregg shows up, you know, Agent Coulson. I yeah, mean, I know,
1: hey. right? <laughs> Agent Coulson maybe maybe the reason that this movie is such a jumble is that it's Coulson's
0: fever dream while they're reconstructing his brain after he got killed in Avengers. Spoilers. See, I don't really see it as being a jumble. I really don't. And I, totally I mean do. some of the stuff that you're talking about while well, I can see, you know, your your criticisms of him and and I don't even disagree with them, you know. The the, the heart of the story, you know, the thing that really works to me is the relationship between you know Adam Brody's character and and Meg Ryan's character, and I think that that is kind of a, a really you know sweet you know relationship between these two people, who basically are both in need of someone. You know they don't have anyone in in a, in a certain way, and the way that they connect, you know it's it's a, it's rather before sunrise. I
1: anyway. would not go that <laughs> far. I mean, you know, I it echoes would definitely echoes not of go it. no no I like I, idea, I get what you're saying idea but that, no. like, the idea that like
0: they have this relationship sort of like in a time which is their own, you know, and like they 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 each need this for their lives and they like you know kind of come together. I I I would
1: counter that I can see the trace of where that was the foundation of what was going on uh-huh. and then Awesome painter, daughter, softcore pornography career, broken up girlfriend, uh, dying grandmother, cheating husband. Um, and uh, is there anything I'm leaving? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a uh, uh, cheating boyfriend and best friend who worked at, what, it was Orange Julius? Way okay. for them to pay for, you know, a product placement right there. T- to but, be fair, the grandmother wasn't dying. Okay. Okay. But she insisted she was dying through anyway. Yes. Anyway, the point being that yeah, I mean, like if you if you get in there and you get to the heart of the artichoke, you're like, wow, this is good stuff. But it's a lot of work to get down there. You have got. I don't to admit know, like
0: that. half the stuff that you mentioned there, I found to be very entertaining. You know, I, I, I definitely, not. I definitely liked the whole thing with his his ex girlfriend. You know, and there's like this whole thing where like. You know, rumor has it she's dating Colin Farrell, and then she he's seeing pictures of her and like Gap ads and everything, and it was very amusing to me. You know, I mean, I, I I I felt his pain. Not that I'm not that I've ever been in that situation, but you know, I I I, I could I could feel his pain because uh, I, I he 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 did a good job of, of showcasing that in a very amusing and accessible way. And another yeah. thing that I'd like to beat up
1: on this movie for. Is the soundtrack is, again, something straight out of like a 90s uh, slacker type movie where it's like, oh, here comes the the song that ties in that, you know, conveys what he's feeling while he's going driving somewhere or doing something like that. And it's so tacked on that it just and the thing is, look, John Kazin has made more movies than I have. (laughs) <laughs> and obviously he's still working in Hollywood. So, you know, there's something that's going right. But I, it's just my my honest opinion that this is this is like a Frankenstein's monster of somebody who liked a lot of the same movies I liked growing up, who said. And so I'll put all that in here.
0: I mean, you don't need to apologize for not liking a movie, you know, I mean, this is like a thing. Yes. Do we try to be positive? I mean, okay, fine. We can right. try to be positive, but if we don't like a movie, you I, know, I'm not well, going to say not, that I'm, I did. I'm not <laughs> forgiving
1: the movie for it. I'm trying to to make sure that it's, it, I'm putting it in the context of humility, of saying okay. like I understand that I haven't done this thing, but that doesn't mean that I like what was done. I can't for the life of me butcher meat, but I can tell you when I get a bad
0: steak somewhere. Yeah, and I don't think you need to qualify fat. it like that. You know, I mean, I think that, that everyone is accepting of of your opinion. You know, I mean, even though you have not made, you know, a multi-million dollar feature film, I think people There's realize that... There's still
1: many years that, left in, in
0: me, though, uh, Mike. Yeah, I know, but I mean, out. what I'm saying is, regardless of that, I think people realize that you can distinguish between a good one and a bad one. You know, fair, present fair case excluded.
1: No, you know what? You're <laughs> no, you are you are absolutely correct that, and no, you're not correct about that. <laughs> I'm correct in this conversation about the movie. Okay. I invite everybody.
0: It's ninety nine cents. Okay, it's well, ninety nine cents on it, Amazon. You can watch it for free on uh, Netflix. What? I told you it was on Netflix. No, I thought... Yes. <sighs> I said, hey, it's I'm on out Netflix. I'm out a dollar too? Are you kidding me? <laughs> there is no justice in this world. God, I told, I told you. I, I sent you a text. I said, in the land of women's on Netflix. I get but... a lot of
1: texts during the day, Mike. <laughs> it's not fair f- to expect me to remember all of them. But Okay. Well, w- sorry about that. <laughs> but what I can tell you is that, uh, you know what... I, yeah. You're, you know what? You're right. I'm going to turn over a New Leaf. I'm going to stop qualifying my opinion like that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Uh, and this movie stinks. And it's <laughs> it is just I, I mean, I walk me through it. What what am I not seeing? What like I say? This is a big jumbled mess. And you say, no, I like I mean, like this is an Edsel. This is a yeah. People like fins. Yeah. People like White Wall Tide. Yeah. Let's put it all together.
0: I mean, it, like, you know, saying things like, oh, you know, the soundtrack is, like, very 90s and how it's just kind of tacked on and everything and, and all that stuff. And, I mean, you you say that and I say, oh, I have to see that movie. You know what I mean? Like, that sounds amazing to me. And maybe it is nostalgia or something like mm-hmm. that. But, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's uh, I, 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 like, everything that you're describing, like, Good or bad, and I think for the most part, like the heart of this movie is good, but good or bad, it's thoroughly entertaining, you know? And when I saw your- I disagree again. When when I saw your- Because I saw this- like once in the theater when it came out right like I was saying I haven't seen it since but it's always been one of those movies where I was like that was a good movie I remember liking that movie and like I couldn't even remember the specifics about it I just remember like Adam Brody was in it and he was cool and I was and and it was like different from what I thought it was going to be and you know 10 years it's literally been 10 years right so yeah. i'm like i don't remember the specifics but i remember liking it and you know when this sort of like came up i'm like i i'm i want to do that movie because i want to revisit that movie you know that sounds exciting to me and when i saw your review on letterboxd mm-hmm. your one and a half star review i was like uh-oh did I make a mistake, you know? And then, you know, I watched it today, and I was like, no, I didn't. This is as good as I remembered. You know, I really enjoyed this movie. So, yeah,
1: I, I guess this is just one of those things where, where it's just going to be an impasse. Now, I will say that, um, again, you know, lo- looking for things that might be a clue to what would shape the the Han Solo movie, since we're going to be encountering Han Solo... Uh, at a much younger age, I think that there, there is something interesting going on at points with Adam Brody's character mm-hmm. and the way he reacts to situations. So I think that there's a good possibility that John Kazan is able to bring that sense of Han Solo-esque comedy to it, like that nascent Solo. Like, like we'll believe that this Han Solo that we get is going to become Harrison Ford in however many years? Like I don't even know when the Han Solo movie said how many years before Star Wars was it? Ten years? Twenty years? I, uh, it I don't be twenty years.
0: I don't think it's been completely established. I'm guessing it's around five to ten years, though. It's got to be ten. It's got to be at least ten. Yeah, it's got to
1: be at least ten. Well, anyway, uh, so you know, I I have I have confidence and to and to speak to, you know, getting chemistry. I mean. If there is any love interest in this, though it doesn't gel, and the movie, you know, doesn't really connect the pieces properly. Again, individually, the you are corrected. The, the scene with uh, Meg Ryan in the woods, where where they're talking, works on its own, and the scene with with Kristen Stewart alone, where which leads up to the kiss that's immortalized in the poster, that works on its own. It's just that they don't. They didn't work together. So, but the thing is that I at least know that he's going to be able to bring that sort of dramatic flair to it of, of a guy who, you know, c- can accidentally woo a woman as we've seen Han Solo do in The Empire Strikes Back, you know, that, that sort of unassuming charm.
0: Yeah, and the other thing that that I guess we have to take into account is the fact that he is writing it with his dad who wrote, you know, three Star Wars movies and Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, you know, he's got that going for him. Four
1: fairly (laughs) successful films, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and in addition to that, it's being directed by a couple of guys who have written a a number of really, really solid movies themselves. So Mm -hmm. certainly... You know they're not going to let anything slip past them that might not uh, you know hold up. So you know I I mean maybe maybe the maybe the difference is that
1: he took this on to direct and it would have gone better had he simply
0: written and or directed. I don't necessarily think that's true because I mean I think that the direction is really good. You know I don't know. Well I mean obviously I've,
1: I disagree okay um, <laughs> i mean
0: I, like I,
1: i'm drawing a distinction between how the movie looks to how it's put together
0: yeah i mean i i see what you're saying but i think it's put together well i don't know i mean i don't uh, you know all of those things i think are are pretty pretty solid elements i mean i, I don't
1: see at this at this point i am i'm legitimately I uh, it's i'm dying on the inside i've i've We've got to open the floor. We've got to get feedback from, from anybody listening. Mike and I, we have our differences of opinion on on film, on many things. But usually we can sort of like, you know, sort of, you know, come close to each other and, and, and understanding each other. This is, this is the first time in a while, at least, where we are really having a disparate, passionately disparate reaction to a movie. Yeah. And... I, I mean, it's fascinating to me because I I just I I have to know I have to have like a sanity check. Am, am I the lone voice in the wilderness, you know, and, and you're the voice of the people or, you know, am I Bane, and I'm, you know, and, and I'm leading the uprising in Gotham this time? I, I've 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 kind of got to know. I'm very curious.
0: I mean, I have a feeling that most people would agree with. You?
1: You mean like the 47 score on Metacritic or the 48% positive review on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: Yes, yes. But hey, 48%. I mean, oh, well, it's 43%. 43%.
1: Okay, Okay, there you go. I
0: was going to say, that's still pretty, you know, almost 50-50. So, you know, I mean... But yeah, I mean, I, I, and and I mean, I don't think it's a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, hey, you know, the first time I saw it, I was able to go ten years without watching it again. So you know, right. but uh, I mean, I do think that it is very entertaining. But yes, while while we were talking though, uh, just just to go back to another thing, um, I looked mm-hmm. it up, and it seems as though this Han Solo movie takes place approximately ten years prior to Nailed the it. New Hope. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. And and that, that that one looks pretty exciting, and and I guess one of the things which which we should mention is a little bit of news which occurred in the past week in regards to that <laughs> yes. movie. Oh yes, the addition of a, a cast member who mm-hmm. I believe we were talking about on this show. Yeah, I think so. I think if we not, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't re- I don't remember the context. I remember the conversation where we were talking yeah. about Omar getting yes. stabbed, and and yes.
1: Oh, no, we were talking about that over on Stage 9 because we were talking about Discovery Directors because the guy who directed the episode of The Wire where Omar is in prison and he straps the phone books around his body so that he can survive the assassination attempt and then he savages the person that attacked him. Right. That guy had directed that episode.
0: Right. Okay, regardless. Any of that doesn't have anything to do with this, I guess. Not really. But Michael K. Williams is going to be in... Uh, the Han Solo movie uh, in a prominent role, as they're saying. Mm-hmm. We don't know who he's playing, nope. but uh, whoever he's playing, it's going to be uh, pretty pretty great, I imagine.
1: Even beyond Omar, there's if, if you want to see a wonderful uh, small performance by him, um, the uh, the Road, uh, starring Viggo Mortensen. Uh, oh. He he has a very small role in that, and it's it, like it's a heartbreaking moment. And he really sells the moment, um, and he like he, he is he is a really great actor. I mean, that, that's the thing that continually um, wows me about you know the, you know the, the Star Wars franchise. But I, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they are the franchise is so revered that you can pull talent and or name to starring your film.
0: Yeah. You know, and like
1: they're not going to have any problem going to a great actor like this and saying, hey, you want to be in a Star Wars movie? Do I?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's been in a lot of things, Um, you know, to me, the most noteworthy aside from The Wire would be uh, Trapped in the Closet.
1: Have not the, seen it.
0: The R. Kelly. Uh, right. I have
1: I have not seen that.
0: You have not seen Trapped in the Closet?
1: Uh, I, I don't think it's surprising that I haven't seen Trapped in the Closet. But it's kind I, of
0: surprising that you haven't seen Trapped in the Closet.
1: Why is it surprising that I haven't seen Trapped in the Closet? I'm not the world's biggest R. Kelly fan.
0: No, I don't think that that's a prerequisite. Okay. Um, trapped in the Closet. How do I describe Trapped in the Closet? <laughs> it is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. The most amazing thing
1: you've ever seen in your entire life. Mm-hmm. More so thing. than a Soderbergh movie
0: Oh yes, yes More so than a Sor- Soderbergh movie But in a different way I mean, you Okay Alright, so, so, you,
1: so you want me to take the Pepsi challenge With this thing Because I uh-huh. will watch it But if I dislike it as much as In the Land of Women What is my revenge that I'm allowed to take on you?
0: You know, okay See, here's here's the thing about Trapped in the Closet And this is okay. what I'll, 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 I'll Now we sh- backpedal It is It is the, the 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 early chapters, you know, the later chapters are another thing entirely, but the first set, okay, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you sit and you watch it and you're like, oh, my God, like, I cannot believe that this thing got made. I cannot believe that someone was like, this is, you know, we're doing this. We're doing this for real and it's happening. And you just okay. sit there and you watch it and you're like, oh, my God, this is hilarious because okay. everyone is taking it so seriously and it is the worst thing ever oh excellent okay right? so
1: now you've sold it to me <laughs> now i do have to see this thing i love what i'm hearing right now okay. but then
0: then you get to the second set you know yeah where after the reaction was like oh my god that was hilarious right r kelly is like oh Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, let's 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 do that again. Let's make this funny. And then in the second set, he tries to make it funny, and you're just like, "That's not funny at all." What are you doing? What, you, you think you, you think you're a comedian, R. Kelly? You're not. Okay. <laughs> this is this is terrible. You know, you just want to laugh at your effort. <laughs> Exactly. You know, yeah. so when they try to be funny, then it falls flat on his face. But I did go, I have to say, when the, the last series, the third, because his plan is for this to outlive him. You know, he wants this to keep on going forever. So when the third set came out, the the people who sort of like do like the Rocky Horror Picture Show type things, they oh, did boy. a theatrical release, uh, like one night only. I've never been with a more electric crowd in a movie. Really? Oh, my God. I mean, they started off with an R. Kelly dance party, which I guess kind of stacked the deck. But then, (laughs) you know, and and one of the actors was there, not Michael K. Williams, but one of the other ones was there because they shot it in Chicago. And, you know, this is where it was. But, oh, my God, I've never seen an audience so into a movie in my life it was the most amazing thing
1: so if i want to learn more about this mystery character what, what will be brought to this mystery character in the han solo movie i should go see trapped in the closet
0: yeah and he plays a cop like very early on in in the in the uh in in the series and it's the first time i had ever seen him i mean this is like pre-wire and everything and then when he's in the wire i'm like oh my god it's that guy from trapped in the closet oh my god this is so amazing obviously he made a positive impression on someone oh yeah oh yeah all right i i i I mean i'm assuming most people have seen trapped in the closet if you haven't watch it i'm fairly certain that they're all up on youtube and everything but if not seek them out because they're great they're great okay okay yeah
1: yeah okay well i mean exciting news regardless um especially if you're a wire fan so Mm -hmm. uh, that is that's very cool but uh yeah we do want to open the floor to everybody if you have seen in the land of women If you want to prove you're smarter than one of the hosts on this show and watch it for free on Netflix and give us your opinion, you go right ahead. And you can reach out to us at thenerdparty.com slash contact and look up Great Shot Kid and drop us a line. It will send us an email, electronic mail, which uh, we can read and respond to right here on the show. Speaking of reaching out to us, you can also go over to facebook.com slash thenerdparty and you can comment on our show posts over there. Uh, And all of our shows uh, on the network are posted on the Facebook page. You can find us, of course, over on Twitter at Join Nerd Party. That is the official network account. And, Mike, where can people find you online?
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mumbles3K, and you can also find me on CommentaryTrackStars.com, where I do a show called Commentary Track TrackStars. Uh, we just did a commentary for The Empire Strikes Back, where we don't really talk about The Empire Strikes Back much, but, uh, you know, it's still an entertaining conversation. But you're wrong about ellipses. That's the important thing. We're wrong about ellipses, but we're right about Savage Press. so there you go, right? Mm, no, so. no, no, no. <laughs> If you want to hear me talk about John behind <laughs> his back, go listen to that commentary.
1: Behind his back, on the air, yes. <laughs>
0: and uh, you can also find me on the um, the Talk Film Society yes. uh, doing a new show called Soderberg 2828, where we look at... Uh, every single Steven Soderbergh movie from beginning to end, leading up to his newest movie, Logan Lucky. So check that out over on uh, talkfilmsociety.com. And then you can find me on Trek.fm doing Stage 9, which is a show just like this, but about Star Trek. It's so much like this show that my co-host on that show happens to be John Mills.
1: And it doesn't answer which one of these shows is in the mirror universe because I have a goatee in both of them. <laughs> uh, you can find me online at Kessel Junkie uh, or as Kessel Junkie where, you know, just, just look for me. I'll, I'll, I'll be there. Uh, you can find me uh, also here on this network co-hosting Aggressive Negotiations with Matt Rushing, uh, which is, you know, a, a zany Star Wars podcast where we, we delve into some uh, really uh, silly things. Um, and you can find me co-hosting Words with Nerds with my pal Craig. and uh, that is a bit of a free form show. Uh, we think it's a bit of fun. And uh, actually, just recently we uh, I, I made uh, an anthropological mixtape analyzing uh, what went into forming my musical tastes. Um, so that aired this week and um, I think it's fun. It sounds like something Adam Brody's character would do in In the Land of Women. Doesn't it just? Yeah. It just does. You're right. There you go. There's the key. You finally <laughs> figured it out, Mike. I can, I can relate to him. But something he would also do is he would watch The Burbs, which is going to be the movie that we cover next week. So join us on Great Shot Kid as we cover The Burbs.